Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good, good morning, morning Russell. Good morning, everyone. And we say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you for a new day, a new week ahead. We thank you, Lord, that you have seated us with Christ in heavenly places above all principalities and powers. This is what your word in Ephesians 2 says. You said the saints shall judge the world. You give us the authority to command our mornings. Father, we come to you with all that gratitude, all that thanksgiving in our heart for all that you do for us, for your unending love and for your mercy that you renew for us every day. That out of your mercy, you do not look upon us with the eyes of judgment, but you always seek our upliftment. You do not seek to condemn, you only seek to convict us. And when we repent, you're ever willing to lift us up. So we empty our hearts before you this morning, Lord. And we come into our secret place with you, where we can be one with you in the spirit, worshipping in spirit and in truth, making our prayer in faith, and releasing it in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that every time we come, every time we heed your call, where you call us by name, you are ever willing to pour your peace and your joy into our hearts. That which no one else can give, but no one else can take away either. And Lord, we share the same with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and praying family. We share it with Christians everywhere that do not know you, with all those that do not want to know you. We share it with all those that we are lifting up in our prayer this morning. At our altar of answered prayer with all those that have no one to pray for them. Lord, we ask for a quickening in their spirits this day. That there is renewal, there is transformation, there is revival. And as we make our prayer, Lord, we call on your name. The one, the name of the one who is high and lofty and inhabits eternity. The one who is faithful, the great I am our Father, our King, our Maker. And we pray in the name of your Son, Jesus, the cornerstone of our Christian experience, our foundation, our rock, our refuge, the way, the truth, and the life, the daily bread that you feed us every single day in the Spirit, the one in whom are hidden all those treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And he is the Alpha and the Omega, the author and the finisher of our destiny. You have plans to prosper us, Lord. We submit to those plans and we surrender to this finisher. That every single plan that you have for us, for our ministry and for our lives in the flesh, let that be accomplished in the name of Jesus. And we pray in the name of his spirit, the one who makes that transformation possible. The spirit of the living God, the scepter of the King of Kings, the seal of the age to come given to us as our comforter, our guide, making his tabernacle within our body. He is the one who raises us up from being dead in the spirit to being alive. The one who partners with us. The one who teaches us his word. The one who puts your covenants, Father, in our hearts. Your laws. And puts us in remembrance of them. And through him we receive all gifts and every physical provision. 
every spiritual gift, the hand of the maker who is able to make every grace abound towards us. Father, we thank you that you have blessed us with the gift of your word, your spirit. You have blessed us with angels, with destiny, help us. We thank you, Lord, that you do not spare any effort in coming towards us. And as you quicken us, Lord, open our eyes and our hearts to see, that, to hear your call, to heed to it and to come to draw near to you. And as we make our prayer and our reflection this morning, I cover and seal every word we speak, every prayer we make by the precious blood of Jesus. I also cover every person that is part of this prayer meeting, every member of every family that is part of this prayer group. By your precious blood, Lord, we call on the performance of your blood covenant, the new covenant, and we ask for that eternal covenant to be fulfilled as well. With the sign, your Holy Spirit given to us starts to move in each of these lives, starts to hover over everything that is void and formless, where your light shines through all the darkness that is within, that our entire beings are eliminated by that light, by that truth, by your spirit, to the point where we are set free. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with this your will, Lord, for our lives. To be free, to be abundant, to be dominion, to be in dominion. We call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us, to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, any kind of natural disasters and spiritual attacks. I command that angelic protection and I declare divine exemption in the mighty and all-powerful, unmatched, unparalleled name of Jesus. Father, we also herald the power in our spoken word as we proclaim your word from Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11. It says, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so is my word that goes out of my mouth this day. And it will not return to me empty, but will accomplish all that I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. And I sent it in faith in the name of Jesus. We believe and we receive, Lord. Thank you for the power of life in our tongue. And thank you for that discernment to choose life every time we speak. Thank you, Father. And today we reflect on why it is important to repent, <clears throat> more so in this Lenten season. I'd like to quote a verse here that came up in yesterday's reflection. And this is from the Gospel of Mark chapter 2, verses 21 and 22, where it says, No one sews a patch of unshrunk new cloth on an old garment. Otherwise, the patch pulls away from it the new from the old and the tear becomes worse. No one puts new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the fermenting new wine will expand and burst the skins. And the wine is lost as well as the wineskins. But new wine must be put in new wineskins. 
And this is where we hear the Bible also says, I am a new creation. We say it in, uh, I confess boldly as well. All the old has passed away and everything has been made new. So what it means is God cannot put a new nature in when the old character is still persistent. The old must make way for the new. Now he will not put his spirit in sinful flesh as the flesh lusts against the spirit. And so is not ready to receive it, but will tear away from it. And that's what he meant by the new patch on the old cloth, on the old garment. And that person then is left more vulnerable. It will be more like that house swept clean and left empty. That the demon that was vacated comes back with seven more terrible than himself. So it is important to empty for the old to go out to make way for the new. Repentance is purification, is renewal. So let's start with the question of what is repentance then? It is not about and is not limited to regret. But more importantly, it is about having a change of heart. The key words there are change of heart. So that we give up the old and detach ourselves from it in preparation for the new. And the next step is to resolve never to return to it. So once we take up the new, we do not go back to the old. It's only when we make that resolve and work towards it. And in the process, we may fail sometimes. That's part of the process. But once that process is complete, then we reach a point where we do not go back to it. And that then opens us up. That resolve opens us up as candidates for forgiveness and for grace. Repentance and forgiveness, the next thing that's important is repentance and forgiveness stop guilt from taking a hold on us. And when we receive forgiveness and are reconciled, especially through the blood of Jesus, then the accuser can no longer point a finger at us. The Bible says God casts our sins behind his back and remembers them no more. When he remembers them no more, the judge remembers them no more. And there is atonement. And there is forgiveness and atonement. Then the accuser has no case left. Another important thing about repentance is now this is biblical repentance. It is not about emotions. I hope you are noting the key words involved in each of these. We first said it was about a change of heart. It is not about regret or guilt. It's about making that call. Here it is not about emotions. It is not about your sin or your efforts. 
it is about your surrender to god responding to god's call of love to come back he says come back to me with all your heart and since it is not about emotions it is not about your shame rather freedom from shame that's the purpose of repentance you cannot or you will not be left in a position in the pit pointed out as guilty and shamed every time again and again it is a freedom from letting emotions get the better part of you that's what repentance does so what is repentance about then repentance is about making a decision owning up to our mistakes surrendering it to god asking for forgiveness then preparing ourselves by emptying ourselves out of the old of wickedness that caused us to sin in preparation for receiving the new and when we are prepared to receive the new there the best part that we receive is his spirit himself but he comes in first and then he ushers in the new now why is it important now because repentance opens up the doors to reconnect with god shame and guilt seek to push us further and further away and in fact shame and guilt open up the doors for more wickedness to come in in the form of depression in the form of anxiety and all other such wicked spirits that seek to cut you off from that possibility of even trying to reconnect it shuts the mouth of the person so that they do not even speak why is repentance important it is important to remove barriers to answered prayer that's our second one and to allow god to step into our situation and to take over through surrender it is important so that we can renew our minds and come under grace through faith and not under the judgment of the law when we do not repent there is no grace there is no mercy there is only judgment why else is it important lastly because it activates god's mercy psalm 5117 says a humble and a contrite a contrite heart one that is repentant and willing to change that contrite heart he will not despise there is no question of he may not he will consider he will not despise it's almost like a law now to understand the value in repentance let's look at the opposite that then tells us how valuable this is when we are not repentant now what's the opposite we are defined we are rebellious we are self righteous justifying rather than surrendering and submitting rather than repenting stubborn and when you look at all of these of an unrepentant heart there is a hint of pride everywhere in all those adjectives that you have used just now and a sinful and therefore prevent god's grace from even coming to us and that's the most critical thing to understand 
what do we stand to lose if we don't repent? What are we ourselves blocking? This is not God blocking it now. This is we ourselves blocking that grace, that mercy and that grace from coming towards us. That's why it is important to repent. God opens the door and he invites. He convicts through his spirit. But if we choose not to out of our will, he will still honor that will. But his laws are designed in a way that mercy and grace only come to the repentant one, not to the unrepentant one. So how do we repent? Like we said, it's not about emotions. So it is not about crying. It's not about your words. It's not about your emotions. Romans 12 verse 2 has a key where it says, Be transformed by renewing your mind. A change of heart through this renewal process is what it takes when we want to get into repentance. It doesn't make a difference if we keep on saying sorry and there is no transformation of heart. You can say a thousand times, the heart is not renewed and transformed. He will not count it as repentant. And then as God says in 2 Chronicles 7 verse 14, where he lays down the conditions straight and flat. And it covers all of these things that we have discussed. And he says, if my people who are called by my name, they humble themselves, which means they are contrite, and they pray and seek, they crave and require as a necessity my face. They seek my face. They turn from their wicked ways. That is, they humble and they turn from their wicked ways, which is humble and contrite heart. He will not despise it. Then what? Then I will hear them from heaven and forgive their sin and heal their land. That's his commitment. If we fulfill the conditions, that's his commitment. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for an understanding and a sensitivity, Lord, and opening our hearts towards repentance so that when we are convicted of the mistakes that we have made, when we hear your voice, your call, we open our hearts to you. We come to you in surrender and submission, acknowledging the areas that we have failed, acknowledging our vulnerability, acknowledging our limitations, acknowledging all those mistakes that we have made when we have been beguiled or fooled into thinking that they were for our good. Where we have been conditioned to think about ourselves in the process may have harmed others or even harmed ourselves unknowingly. Lord, we repent today. We surrender ourselves, Lord. We cover ourselves by the blood of Jesus. And along with covering ourselves by the blood of Jesus, knowing that there is forgiveness and there is atonement from your end, Lord, we ask for that grace to be lifted up this day. So that we do not head back into that darkness once again. But we leave that old and cast it behind us. And we walk onwards, hand in hand with you, 
in your light. With a renewed mind and a changed heart. We ask for that edification in our spirit this day. Lord, this Lenten season, this year, there must be something that we will leave behind at the end of this process of 40 days. Let our hearts pass through that refiner's fire, Father. Search our hearts, try our thoughts is what we ask of you. And we surrender our heart before you. And see if there be any iniquity, any wickedness in us. We give you full permission to deal with it, Lord. That which we cannot give you, which we cannot release, which we cannot surrender, we release you to take it on our behalf, Father. So that in all our weakness, in all our limitation, it is by your spirit and your spirit alone, not by our might and not by our power, that we are able to rise up and leave that which is not meant to be part of us, which is not in alignment with your will. We leave that behind and we walk and towards you. We adopt that which is of you. We take on your image, your likeness. We crucify that part of our flesh as we cast it behind so that we remember it no more. We are dead to it. And we rise in your light, in your presence. We ask for that edification in our spirit this day, Father. And as we pray for spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs, those of our families and our friends. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of sickness and disease that are hospitalized, will undergo any kind of procedures this day. For all families, Lord, that are embattled, that are facing division and separation. For all those that are yoked under any kind of slavery and bondage by the enemy, especially that of busyness, prayerlessness, ignorance and poverty. All kinds of addictions and limitations seeking to keep your people away and cut off from you, Lord, that your grace cannot work in their lives. We come against it by the blood of Jesus and declare every such bondage broken that there is an opening of eyes to see your truth. Knowing that your truth by your spirit sets us free. Let it be released, Father, today. Let that presence be released. We pray for our own needs, those of our families and our friends especially those that are not yet saved. Father, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. As we release our prayer and our faith, making this a prayer of agreement with each other in the Spirit, we believe, Lord, that this prayer is an answered prayer in the name of Jesus. I encourage all those that can pray in the Spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift, release your tongue and your faith. Ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us now make our prayer in the spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Sarah Kaledi Diasa, 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 S
Amen, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Scripture that was placed on my heart this morning is from Romans 6, verse 12. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal bodies to make you obey their passions. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We have a scripture that has been shared in the chat. This is from Ephesians 4, verse 22 to 24, quoted from the NIV, the New International Reader's Version where it is written, you were taught not to live the way you used to. You must get rid of your old way of life. That's because it has been made impure by the desire for things that lead you astray. You were taught to be made new in your thinking. You were taught to start living a new life. It is created to be truly good and holy, just as God is. And the second one is from 1 Chronicles 29, verse 11, quoted from the NIV, where it says, Yours, Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the majesty and the splendor. For everything in heaven and earth is yours. 
Yours, Lord, is the kingdom. You are exalted as head over all. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you are being blessed, <clears throat> if you are being blessed by these morning encounters, Brother Savio's powerful daily reflections, the daily rosary and divine mercy sessions, as well as the Friday Bible study sessions, please share the links to Zoom and YouTube with your friends and family. Invite them to join live sessions. Every session is run live and the links are the same for all of them. They do not change from session to session. Alternatively, if they can't make it to the live sessions, you can point them to the recordings that are available on our Spotify podcast page on YouTube and also posted on our Facebook page. And let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us chases and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful day and great week ahead, everyone. Thank you, Russell. Thank, Thank you, Russell. Thank, Russell. Thank you, everybody. God bless everybody.